Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Fan Junkies Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Ragus. Alongside me, as always, is Mike McShane. Mike, what's up, pal? How we doing today, Jonathan? I'm uh, sitting here anxiously anticipating we're 32 hours away from draft day. I'm excited. I That's can't wait. Do I have the right number, 32? Is it 30? I think it's about 32, yeah. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's 30, about 32 yeah, hours. It, 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 you, know, it, I, you know, I go back to what I said before. This this draft is racked with intrigue simply because of all the just uh, really strange unknowns. Absolutely. You know, I think it's a lot not, of people are going to be shocked as well, uh, some of the picks that teams are going to be making early on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like last year, going into last year, I mean, everybody knew, you know, okay, there was number one, there was number two, there, you know. Yeah, you could pretty much predict where the top five, top six, top seven we're going to go. I mean, this year we have no clue. Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be what, uh, fun. Yeah, that's what makes for the that. That's really what makes for the uh, intrigue and the excitement about. It. So yeah, well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, NFL draft later. We're going to go through uh, two of the newest monsters over on NFL.com by Bucky Books and Gil Brandt. A uh, couple of really exciting things that we've seen on uh, Gil Brandt's. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We're going to uh, talk about uh, something I haven't seen anybody do yet, Mike. And uh got to say, Gil Brandt, uh, very happy that he actually did this. But Oh, what the hell? He might as well. Yeah, listen, everybody, I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to get it right. So you might as well go out on a limb, and I think that's exactly what he did. I totally agree. I think a lot of uh, people are going to have uh, different picks, Mike. So. Yep, yep. And I don't think anybody's going to be right. If somebody can get every uh, pick in, uh, from 1 to 10 right, uh, I, I, I think that's going to be a big feat for somebody. So. Well, I think you have a better shot of getting the NCAA uh, bracket correct than you do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Mike. We, um, have, uh, we, have a, we have a potential draftee coming on today. Yes, we do. And that's uh, Eastern Michigan linebacker Justin Cudworth should be joining us at the 1215 mark if everything goes right here and there's no technical difficulties because it seems our Fridays are starting to drag into Wednesdays now, Mike. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Just want to apologize to everybody that usually joins us for our live chat room over on Blog Talk Radio. But for some reason, it is not working today. Yep. At least not. At least not on our end, anyhow. Definitely not on our end. So, uh, real shame. We like to talk to everybody during the show. But, if, it, if it comes up during the show, we'll let everybody know. Yeah, well, I keep trying to connect and it's not. But let's jump right into it, Mike. Let's go right into our hat trick picks over at hattrick.nhl.com presented by Enterprise. You are now up 7 to 5, Mike. 7 to 5, yes. I have a two hat trick lead on you now. Yes, you do. You got a two game lead. But so far this month, I'm uh, hitting a couple of them. So. Let's jump right into it with tonight's questions, Mike. First question is, which team will win between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Lightning are favored in this game. Uh, uh, is Toronto sitting players, Jonathan? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't think so either. Uh, but nonetheless, the Lightning are favored, and I'm going to go with Toronto on it. I am going with Toronto as well. Second question, which team will win between the Detroit Red Wings and 
the Los Angeles Kings. Red Wings are at home, and they've got more to fight for at this point. Los Angeles is a lock to get into the playoffs. So I'm going with the Red Wings. Going with the Red Wings as well. Well, in ninth place, out of the playoffs right now. Man, if they don't make it, it's going to be weird not seeing the Detroit Red Wings in the NHL playoffs this year. It, it will, and uh, it seems to me they still probably have a shot at it, albeit it's getting very slim. Yeah, very, very slim. Uh, third question and last question of today's hat trick, Mike. Uh, i got to come up real quick because I don't know if we're going to be seeing this during the playoffs or not. Um, will Shane Doan of the Phoenix Coyotes register at least one point tonight against the San Jose Sharks? I'm going out on a limb, and I'm going to say, yes, he does. I'm going to say, no, he doesn't. Okay. So there you go. We got one different on the last question, two same questions. So yep, absolutely. All right, Mike, real quick. Uh, today in sports. Today in sports, I'm going to take you back to 1961. Uh, on this day, Los Angeles Dodgers Sandy Koufax, the uh, Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax, struck out 18 batters, becoming the first major league pitcher to do so on two different occasions. Oh, were you there? 18. No, I was not. I know no, it's your birth year, though, right? Uh, that would have been, yes, that was the year I was born. Uh, no, I was not. I was not there at that one. Okay. <laughs> Just had to make sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate you. <laughs> Where did you get back to? <laughs> it's been a while, so I had to. My age, yes. Uh, listen, I still got to make up for that show when uh, we had uh, Ray Blanchett on from the WIFL and so you're going to get your shot at him, I think, uh, in person. Oh, yeah. Not only in person, but on the basic show as well. Yeah, on the air. That's what I meant. Yeah, we will be, uh, you know, Mike and myself, we will be over at the uh, WIFL tryouts in Warminster, Pennsylvania, which will help fill out the Philadelphia, New York City, and New Jersey franchise rosters. Uh, so I'll get my shots at Ray when we're there as well. So yeah, You'll get them there, and you'll get them on the show here in, uh, what, a couple of weeks. Yes, May 6th, uh, Ray Blanchell will be here with us on Fan Junkies Radio. August 12th, uh, 10th, excuse me, we will be uh, face-to-face. And uh, I told Ray, watch out, man. 6-5-220, man. It's uh, not good to take a pot shot in front oh, of the guy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, boy. What are you here? Nah. Ray's a good friend. Looking yeah. forward to it. If anybody's uh, interested in trying out, it is the WIFL Women's Indoor Football League. You will be paid to play professional football. All girls of shapes and sizes. It's not lingerie. It's full football uniforms with actual football helmets, not hockey helmets. Go over to the WIFLfootball.com website and register. It's going to a great cause as well. The uh, one in Philadelphia, I know money's going over to... Uh, the Last Chance Ranch out in Quakertown to help rescue animals, Mike. So, mm-hmm. love what the WIFL does. They're always trying to help out good causes, and uh, that's a great cause. So, uh, if you can sign up and come and try out, you know, great, do it. If you can't and you still want to uh, donate to a great cause, sign up anyway, and, uh, you know, portions of uh, the proceeds will go to Last Chance Ranch. And uh, going to have a lot of special guests as well over in Philadelphia that we're not announcing yet, but we will be announcing soon, Mike. Absolutely. Going to be fun. Um Let's go into some of the NHL games from last night. Uh, a couple of big, big games that uh, needed to happen. The Rangers, unfortunately, lost to the league-worst Florida Panthers 3-2. to um, Panthers scored twice in the third period to take the uh, win last night. Uh, good thing for them, though. Capitals beat the Winnipeg Jets 5-3. to Islanders did get a point um, in the shootout, but they, uh, you know, going into overtime, but they lost in the shootout 4-3 to the Islanders, Mike. So right now in the Eastern Conference, that puts the Rangers in eighth place, 
tied with Ottawa, who's yep. in seventh place with 52 points. Winnipeg just one point back in ninth, Mike. Yep. Rangers really, really need to get a couple of wins in the next two games, or uh, they really need to see Ottawa and Winnipeg continue to slide. Yeah, now, the interesting thing here, uh, you've got two games left for the Rangers. Uh, Ottawa's got a game in hand on you uh, because they've only played 45. Winnipeg, on the other hand, you've got the Rangers have got a game in hand on Winnipeg. Yes. They only have one game remaining in their season. Yes. So, with the, shortened, it. Yeah, with the shortened season, uh, what has made the end of the season rather interesting here is that you do have some disparagement with the number of games being played. Yes. So I think you need to take a look at that uh, nonetheless. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Rangers will close out the season against the Devils. Is that correct? I believe so, yes. Yep. I could be wrong. I think Rangers have two games left. Are they play? Yeah. It, they have two games remaining, yes. It is the Devils. All right, but we'll see it there. Also, uh, out in the Western Conference, as we said, uh, Columbus has that eight spot locked up right now, one-point lead over the Detroit Red Wings, Mike. Right. Um, Dallas right behind Detroit with 48 points. There most likely won't be a chance for them after the next game because I believe they have two games left as well. So when it comes down to it, it comes down, Mike, to Detroit yep. and Columbus. Right, and and again, this is another one of those situations where, as I pointed out during the hat-trick picks, Detroit has got a game in hand on both Columbus and Minnesota. Uh, they've only played 45 games where the others have played 46. So Detroit actually has three games remaining to their season. Yeah, Columbus uh, really, really needs a win, Mike. Uh, let's look at some of the games from tonight. Red Wings do play the Kings tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody playing else that's really going to be good. Rangers play the Hurricanes on Thursday, Islanders, who already clinched the playoff berth, play the Flyers. Uh, that's really going to be for nothing there. Right. Uh, uh, let's see. Jets play the Canadians, and the Blue Jackets play the Stars, Mike. So a good opponent for them. They, wow. they, yeah, that, 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 could be, yeah that, that could really, really be interesting. Where is that game being played, Jonathan? Uh, I believe it's actually being played in – I believe it's in Dallas. Oof. Oof. Okay. Dallas has got uh, an 11-9 and 2 home record. Um, they're going to be looking to be playing spoiler more yeah. than anything else, I would suspect, at that particular time. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because they're already in uh, yeah, 10th place by that time, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see who else plays that day. Nobody plays, but on Friday, I believe we have – no, actually, no good matchups on Friday that are going to really be a telltale sign. Saturday is going to be the day, though, Mike. Yeah, Saturday and- will be. Uh, we got, let's see who else we got here. Senators and Flyers. That's going to be a big matchup. Blue Jackets and Predators. Red Wings and Stars. So it's going to be some tough matchups for uh, some of these teams looking to get in, Mike. Yep, absolutely. Particularly at the bottom end of the uh, spectrum, which is, uh, which is where it should be. It's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into a little bit of baseball here quick. Uh, if, any, if everybody doesn't know by now, Mike and I, we like to talk about PEDs and baseball. We like, yeah, we, we're we're into drugs. <laughs> in a good way, though. We're not into drugs in a bad way. Um, we're uh, dr- actually, I hate talking about it, but we have to, really. We have to. I, I wouldn't say. Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. I wouldn't say we like to talk about it. But the reason why I do like to talk about it is because uh, if a lot of these guys are as guilty as people think they are, and as things suggest they are, I'd like to see them uh, get what's due coming to them. Uh, so we got a little bit of news coming out with the whole biogenesis uh, mess uh, it, with with Major League Baseball, and um, 
outside the lines, ESPN, they were actually uh, able to obtain uh, some of the documents and listed on the Biogenesis uh, documents is Sonia Cruz, who was the spokeswoman for Yankees second base of Robinson Cano's foundation as owing money to Biogenesis and paying late. Right. Mike, I threw it out to you last, yesterday. Uh, Sonia Cruz was reporting to supposedly Scott Boris from what we've read. And as soon as all this stuff came out, Robinson Cano canned Scott Boris and went to another agency. What do you think of all of this? Well, I'm going to go a couple of different directions with it, Jonathan. Number one, you're indicating that ESPN secured copies of some of these documents, which indicated as such. Here we go again with these documents. We've talked about it before. How many versions of these documents are floating around? Oh, yeah. You know, um, now, that's number one. Number two, uh, listen, regardless of whether he changed, and I know that you made the, uh, uh, you kind of connected the dots a bit and tried to indicate, well, okay, this might have been why, in fact, uh, Cano uh, made the change on, on Boris and, and jumped to another uh, jumped to another uh, agent. Yeah. Um, in fact, did he jump to Jay-Z? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he did. So, um, regardless of that, I don't think that that's relevant. Uh, if, in fact, this woman was his spokesperson, and, in fact, the evidence is clear, and that if it's true, that, in fact, there were late payments being made on behalf of Cano, how can you yeah, – that's a legitimate dot connecting going on right there, Yeah. Uh, regardless of who his agent might be. So that's, uh, that becomes an irrelevancy. Number three, the other thing that I would say about this is when this whole story first broke, uh, Jonathan, uh, when was it now? We're talking, it's got to be, what, five, maybe six weeks ago. Oh, yeah, easily. By our our blogger friend, um, it, Cano's name was on that list uh, as as the story has progressed. We haven't heard his name brought up as much, but here we go again. We got Cano now back on the list. Yeah. My question would be, how long is it going to take Major League Baseball? Now that they've got these documents, what is Major League Baseball waiting on? I would like to know what they're waiting on, unless they're uh, you know really combing through it all with a fine uh, you know fine tooth comb, Mike. So. Yeah, it would seem to me that you know we're probably we've got a bevy of uh, of attorneys probably working. Oh on yeah, this. it's there. There's probably hundreds of people involved in this right now, Mike. Uh, you know, from the MLB to MLB attorneys to the MLBPA to their attorneys to the players and their attorneys to people linked to this place and their attorneys to Biogenesis and their attorneys. Uh, it's just whatever. Uh, also, uh, you know, being this, uh, you know, somebody else that was listed in this was the spokeswoman for Robinson Cano's um, foundation, her boyfriend as well, who was listed in the July and August records as owing three hundred dollars for each month, Mike. So her, her boyfriend, huh? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting. Let me, you know what? Let me throw this out to you though. Um, so far, Jay Z's agency has, has has two clients. Yeah, Robinson Cano. Victor Cruz. Yeah. I've heard anything about Victor Cruz, anybody being interested, and most likely going to end up back with the Giants probably for less than what he would want right now. Right. If Cano goes out, do you think Jay-Z is going to uh, turn around and say, uh, yeah, should not have tried to get rid of my stake in the Nets and opened up an agency? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of felt that the whole Jay-Z thing was kind of a flash in the pan anyhow. Uh, it, it just kind of struck me as a kind of a, I don't know, a, a publicity stunt to begin with. Yeah. Well, um, really, right off the bat, I mean, he signed, you know, got two really big clients. I mean, you know, two two big New York clients at least anyway. But, uh, you know, we've seen rappers get into the sports game before with uh, Master P. Well, and, and that's not to say that he couldn't be successful, particularly if it becomes well known that suddenly, I don't know, what? He's going to become a front guy? 
Oh, if you get in trouble with your agent, this is the guy to go to. <laughs> it's, you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, seriously, I mean that that might be that might be how he builds his reputation. Yeah, he no builds wonder. his reputation as being a guy that that, that uh, you know when you're in desperate times and, and you're trying to hide something or you're not pleased with what you're getting from your current agent. Oh, just go on over to Jay Z. He's the guy to go see. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, seriously, Jason, do you give it any credibility? I have I have a little trouble with it. No, because, you know, he's he hasn't really proved anything. So it's, of course, I'm not going to, you know, give it any credibility. If he comes in and uh, becomes a damn good sports agent, then, yeah, you know what? Give him all the props in the world, but right now you can't. Well, you know? that. What skills do you freaking need to be a sports agent? Negotiating, that's about it, is that yes. right? Would yes. that be it? I think well, you know, you know, you, you know, you definitely need to have some... Some lawyer skills. You know, you know, you need to know how to handle people. But you know, Jay Z's been in business for a long time. Uh, not only you know in, in his music career, but in other things he's got involved into. And I'm sure he learned a lot. Uh, you know, working behind the scenes with the Nets, moving them over into Brooklyn, and uh, he probably thought, "What the hell? Why not take a crack at it?" You know, uh, you know, I have a lot of hookups. I know a lot of these athletes. Why not? You know, and uh, you know, you know, I, whatever. I give him props for taking a shot at it. But you know, let's see how it pans out. Who knows? You know. I have to take a look at his college transcript and see how many courses in coddling he has on there. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you. Uh, well, yeah, you listen, you know, I, I, I'm serious. I mean, when it, when, when it all first hit, I kind of, I just kind of looked at it and kind of shook my head and chuckled a bit. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, we'll see how long this is going to last. Yeah. Well, let's continue to move things along here, Mike. Uh, something you sent me yesterday, and uh, it was a tweet sent out by uh, Alabama offensive tackle DJ Fluker. And uh, uh, I guess his Twitter account read, Yeah, I took money in college, so what? I did what I had to do. Agents was trying to pimp me, so I pimped them. Cast the first stone. Mike, i got to ask you. you. You sent this to me. <laughs> what did you think about when you first read this? When I first read it, I'm thinking to myself, "Holy smokes, this guy's a moron." Um, you know, he, he's considered to be, I think, depending on the excuse me, depending on the uh, mock draft you looked at. Uh, I think most people have him going somewhere in the top what, fifteen? Oh uh, yeah, some of the new ones today. I see him going twelve in one, and I actually see him going eighteen in another. Okay, so anywhere between right, I'm right in the ballpark. About fifteen would be about where where we'd be looking at this guy. And I thought to myself, uh, wow, two days before now, there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of things you got to take into account. It's you know, all of a sudden what this comes out two days before draft day. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, Claim from his agent, claim from him, I was hacked. You and I were talking about this pre-show. Doesn't that always seem to be the excuse we hear from these guys when something like this happens? Yeah. Oh, I was hacked. They're hacked. They're Jesus hacked. Christ, I mean, nobody's hacked as much as uh, it seems like some of these uh, athletes, huh? No. Um, you know what? It's... Uh... You know, especially since the agent came out today and said, oh, we know who it is. Yeah. Now, what the hell is this guy's password? ABC one two three. Seriously, it's like you know, I can't see how else you would get hacked by somebody you know, unless you left your Twitter account signed on somewhere and he took over your computer or your cell phone and did it, or you had a ridiculous password. Maybe his password was DJ Fluker seventy six. Yeah, well, you know, look, it's not impossible. We just had a situation yesterday. What? Where the AP got hacked? And yeah, but well, yeah, but. You know what? Look who hacked the AP yesterday. Look who's taking 
credibility for it. Yeah. Was the same people who were hacking the White House, who were hacking all this financial information from Michelle Obama and all these top-rated celebrities, Mike. Right. They got people all over the world probably doing this stuff. I don't see how one person would want to hack DJ DJ Fluker, who could possibly be a nobody, (laughs) and want to do this. I I hear you. No, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's where I go with it. Uh, I'm walking a thin line between saying, G.J. Fluker, you're an idiot, okay? And number two, uh, maybe, in fact, he was hacked. I'm not sure. But here's the bottom line. The timing couldn't have been worse. No, it was terrible for him. (laughs) And and I'll be curious to see, and I would ask you real quick, Jonathan, I think we have our guest online, so I want to get to that. But um, I would ask you real quick, uh, Jonathan, if you're a general manager, would this – would this influence your decision? Absolutely, man. Do you want this kind of a guy on your team? No. Okay. No. You know, I, I, listen, I I don't believe for a second he was hacked. I could believe, though, that he left his cell phone with a friend or somebody that didn't like him or something like that. Yeah, but if his agent, and I believe uh, his agent is Derek Gilmore, um, if he knows who it is, uh, why don't you just throw it out there? Don't, you know what? Throw the guy into the bus and uh, save the credibility of your client. You know? Yeah, because he did not He did not mention in the article that was up this morning, he did not mention who it no. was, although he said we know who it is. He didn't at all. But anyway, uh, let's get to our guest. Uh, joining us right now is Eastern Michigan linebacker and uh, future, hopefully future NFL player, uh, Justin Cudworth. Justin, thanks for joining us. Morning, guys. Of course. Thanks for the opportunity. How are you today, Justin? You're a little bit excited, I would think, huh? Oh, definitely. Draft's coming up. Uh, I'm really excited. Hopefully, I'll yeah. figure out, uh, you know, where I, where I'm going to head out to and have a place to be. Have you uh, have you had any workouts with any of the uh, pro teams yet, Justin? Uh, I had a great pro day a few weeks back. We had about 25 teams out there. It went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, basically every team really liked me uh, throughout the whole process. About uh, all 32 teams have inquired about me at some point. So that's Is that a good right? Sign. Uh, yeah. So really excited. Wow, that's that's great. That's really great. Now, listen, I got to ask you this. We asked uh, John Love this last week, and I'm just going to throw it out to you. And I'm sure you're going to give the same answer everybody else does, Justin. I know your I know your question, John. That one team, man. If there's one team you could play for and hope that wants to take you, who would that one team be? <laughs> that one team that wants me there, man. <laughs> That, 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 that. There you go. We knew, we knew the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, come on. That one's getting old now. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, listen, come on, Justin. you got to cut us a break. It's an exercise in sports broadcasting. Of course, of course. And I, I, got, an excuse being, I got an excuse being from L.A. There's no L.A. team here, so I got I'm, – I'm whatever it is, man. <laughs> Just to be in the NFL, man, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a business. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what color your helmet is, as long as you're getting it done, man. That's right, man. Awesome, awesome answer. Uh, so you know, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, probably the biggest day of your football career is coming tomorrow. Um, you know, what are you most looking forward to tomorrow? How are the nerves right now? Well, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. Uh, on my end, all the work's done. I'm in the best shape of my life. I have some great workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, been been talking to my agents periodically, and things look pretty good. So as far as the draft, it's not like, you know, it's not like something I have to do. I kind of just sit back and, like I said, all the work's done, and 
um, on my end, and hopefully I'll I'll get drafted somewhere in the in the later rounds. But if not, hopefully get picked up as a as a free agent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that. So I wouldn't say I'm nervous. All the like I said, all the work's done. You you just made a great point, uh, Justin, and one that I was going to allude to. Uh, obviously, this is a draft that is rich with defensive players, particularly on the top end, particularly in the first and second rounds. Um, because of that, uh, I mean, that would put someone like yourself perhaps maybe in less of a desirable position, yes? Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, coming from a small school, being a little bit on the smaller end as far as the, the linebackers go, that's definitely been my situation. But uh, throughout the, the draft process, I've definitely done a, a lot of things to help myself out. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so right now I'm, I'm categorized as a, a late-round priority free agent guy. You right. Know, that's that's kind of where I, where I expected to land. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that because, like I said, okay. once, uh, once I get into camp and, and strap up, you know, I just want to make a 53-man roster. It doesn't matter if you're picked first or last or, you know, not at all. So I'm just excited for that part. Absolutely. Um, just looking at some of your uh, stats here over in college. Uh, you should, let me see. I, I just had something here that I wanted to point out, and I totally lost myself, Mike. That That's terrible. Ah. Well, I love when that happens. Uh, all right, well, yeah, actually, you know what? Let me ask you this. Um you know, you you play the linebacker position. Uh, you know, who were some of your idols growing up? Uh, you know, uh, inside the NFL, and who do you try to mimic your game after? I wouldn't say I mimic my game after anybody, but you know, I like to watch a lot of guys. Everybody from you know Ray Lewis to Clay Matthews to Brian Urlacher, really. You know, and I actually it's funny. I, you know, one of my favorite players when I was really little was actually Marshall Falk. You know, I just always really admired the way he moved around and. You know, he, he was a great player. So I don't necessarily, like, always look up to, like, a defensive player or just a linebacker. It really could yeah. be anybody who's just athletic and, you know, can, can play the game well. Hmm. Looking at your uh, pro day results here, right? Uh, you, you know what? You did a 4.66 in the uh, 40-yard dash. That's that's pretty good for a linebacker. Yeah. Um, you said you had most of the teams inquire about you. Um uh, you know what, were there a few teams that really jumped out after seeing some of these numbers uh, during the pro day? Well, not necessarily. I mean, I walked around and, you know, was shaking hands and talking to quite a few people that day, which was good. And, uh, like I said, throughout the process since then, in between then and now, uh, you know, got gotten calls from you know, a handful of teams here and there just checking up. And so it looks pretty good. I wouldn't say there's, you know, one that just, still, um, you know, they're, they're super hot, but, Pretty, 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 uh, <clears throat> pretty evenly, uh, even interest around the league. What kind of defensive scheme did you run up in uh, up in Eastern Michigan? Was it a three four four three? What were you running up there? No, we ran a four three. Uh, I most of the time I played little linebacker in that, uh, and then about halfway through this past year, I uh, I moved to Mike linebacker. Okay, so your your sense is your thinking is you could probably fit into either scheme. It makes no never mind to you. Uh, what the what the particular team might be running? Yeah, I mean, ideally you want to end up at a place where you know you can uh, have a have a realistic opportunity of breaking into that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and whatever you know, whatever team sees me fit, wherever they see me fit, you know, I'm going to do my best to do my job the best I can and and fit that team, whatever it may be. Right. Uh. 
I know my Jets need a linebacker, Justin, so uh, I think you should give him a call, man, and offer your services. What was that? I said, I know my Jets need a linebacker, so I think you should call them and offer your services. Oh, <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need it, man, so uh, it would be nice to have you over here in New York. Um, uh, are you actually going to be heading to the draft, or are you going to be uh, hanging out at home out, out there in California? Nope, just going to be ha- hanging out here at home and just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Uh, you know, Justin, it's uh, you know it was really nice speaking with you today, and uh, we really hope over this weekend that we get to uh, see your name scrolling across our screens, and uh, we you know we we get to read about you on the internet here. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best this week and and, and tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on when uh, you're an NFL player, man. Absolutely. That sounds good to me. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. You got it, Justin. Thank you so much, Justin. Best luck. All right. Have a good day. You too. It, you know, Mike. It's uh, you know, it's funny. He, you know, there's 200 outside linebackers that are you know, I guess going into the draft, uh, or, or or should I say, eligible for the draft. He's he's rated number 75. 75. Yeah, he's ranked 75th out of the 200 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, it's it. What I like to hear is he's realistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he. Hey, I'm I'm going to be a late rounder. I know that. Uh, or, you know, maybe even just, uh, uh, you know, uh, a free agent, so an unsigned free agent. So, uh, you know, he's realistic. That's uh, that's a good part about it. Well, yeah, you know what? He knows. I mean, you know what? If you look at everybody that's going to be drafted, uh, you know, you know, and especially in those rounds, uh, like, you know, like the Mingos and the Deion Jordans and, and, and all those other guys, he's not up on those, you know, on that part, and he, and he hasn't been. I mean, a lot of people probably never heard of a Justin Cudworth up until today. Right. Uh, but he is a fine player, and he is a player that could go in the later rounds of the draft, come in as an undrafted free agent, go onto the practice squad for a little bit, and eventually come out and make a name for himself. And we've seen a lot of players do that, Mike. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a shame that everybody only focuses on that first and second round, and they totally forget about the later rounds and what could happen after the draft with those undrafted free agents. So, uh, you know, th- you know, this is a guy, I think, out of uh, some of the people that we have spoken to that, uh, you know what, I think we're going to see – NFL player next to his name in the future. It's very possible this one could. Um, uh, very, very possible. Um, John Webb as well. John Webb as well. Like I said, you know what? There, there, there is a possibility he could be signed as an undrafted free agent and, uh, you know what, be a quarterback on a practice squad. So. It would be interesting to see, as I pointed out to him, if this were not a draft where it was, as, as I pointed out, uh, so rich in defensive players, it would be interesting to see where his stock would rise at that point. Yeah. Uh that that would be an interesting in, 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 situation. One of the uh scouting reports however that I'm looking at right now uh actually shows Cudworth's stock rising uh at the writing of this particular um yes. writing of this particular scouting report and this was written after the 13th of March. Yes. Uh because that was his pro day. His pro day was actually on March 13th. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so this is not an old scouting report. This no, no, it's, it's really rare. That's yeah. over at uh, NFLDraftScout.com, correct? Correct, correct. Correct. All right. Well, you know what? We want to thank uh, Justin for joining us today, and I'm sure uh, he's real busy. And uh, can't wait for tomorrow and uh, the later days. Uh, seriously, from uh, us over at Fan Junkies, Justin, uh, best of luck, and uh, we hope you make it, man. Yeah, it's going to be curious to see, I think, come um, – when are the latest rounds? Are there going to be rounds on Sunday, Jonathan? Uh, you know what? I can't remember. I know there's going to be rounds on Saturday. Obviously, I'm not entirely yeah. sure um, if the rounds will be on 
Sunday or not. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, it, our chat room's not working. So it's, no, it, there, it, it's working now. It's oh, working it? now. Yeah, it's oh, working now. I meant to say that before. Our, ch- our, ch- our chat room at Blog Talk Radio is working now. So uh, we, we do have a couple of people in there, as usual. Our good friend John Leary from Sports Blogger Radio, which is going to return this week, is in there. Oh, right. Now. So, I mean, if somebody out there knows, you can let me know. I, I'm not sure whether there's I, – I, something's telling me there there should be rounds on Sunday. Yeah, um, and I and I can't find the schedule. Uh, that's 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 killing me. Yeah. Well, I hate that happens, Mike. I hate the, that. Um, it, you know, uh, it's going to be very curious to see. I'm going to be really really interested to sit down once everything is done, take a look at a complete list of everybody, single person that was drafted in all of the rounds, uh, going through it, uh, and see whether any of the folks that we've had a chance to speak to actually get. And make that list. Okay. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I just got the schedule for the NFL draft. It starts tomorrow at 8 p.m. First round only tomorrow night. The next day, second and third rounds from 6.30 p.m. on. Saturday, they do rounds four through seven. So there will be nothing on Sunday, Mike. Okay. They're going to get four through seven done on Saturday, which I believe is what they usually do. But uh, we'll definitely definitely keeping our eyes open for you, Justin. Uh, Can't wait, man. Let's uh well we just spoke about the fluker stuff, Mike. Let's go into the last couple of mock drafts that we've seen. Uh we actually have three over on NFL dot com from Josh Norris, Gil Brant, and Bucky Brooks uh since our last radio show. Um uh, really love what Gil Brant did over at NFL dot com with his mock draft. But let's just go through a few of these uh first picks, maybe up to the fifteenth pick, Mike, and uh see where they have standed from what we picked on Monday. Uh, between you, myself, and Brett Clint Daniel over at WrestleChat. Um, first pick, Luke Jokel. That's been the trend now for probably the last month and a half, Mike. Yeah, you got it. And everybody's it's unanimous across the board. Yeah, I actually saw somebody taking Eric Fisher at number one. Luke yes. Jokel going number two to Jacksonville. Well, according to Adam Schefter this morning, in fact, he sees it as Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher being the number one and number two, and that they were interchangeable. Uh, that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs or the uh, 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 Jacksonville Jaguars could go either way. Yeah. Okay, number two, uh, Bucky Brooks has offensive tackle Eric Fisher, as we just said, going to the Jags. Gil Brent has Ziggy Ansa going number two to the Jags, Mike. I, I think that's too high, but that's, uh, you know, that's okay. Listen, Gil, yeah, I like that, though. I, I like that he's throwing different names out there. Well, you know what well, I mean? Make no mistake, Gil right here is living on the edge. Wait till you hear what he's got. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, number three, Bucky Brooks has uh, Star Lutulele going to the Raiders. I think that's a little high for him. So do I. I don't uh, think four and down, I think, would be perfect for Star Lutulele. Um, number four, he would have Sheriff Floyd, Gil Brandt, being picked by the Raiders but being traded to the Jets at number nine, Mike, for cornerback D. Milliner. Right, that's at number three. Yeah, yeah so that's that's, three. Right. that's that's a little crazy there, which is it, it, uh, it is. that that is he's well, like we said, he's 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 out on the edge here. Or I or I believe I don't know if I'm reading it the right way. It could be that they're picking D. Milner and trading him to the Jets for Sheriff Floyd. I'm not entirely sure how he's got that going, but either way, very interesting. Um, number four, he's got Ziggy Ansah going to your Eagles, Mike. I have. I believe I had uh, Star Lutalele going to your Eagles. Um, Gil Brandt has Eric Fisher being picked by your Eagles, Mike, who would yeah. uh, be acquired, I believe, from the Chargers for Geno Smith. So he basically has Geno Smith going number four to your Eagles. Yeah, and I've got uh, – in my draft, I had Eric Fisher coming to us. Yeah. 
Number five, uh, Bucky Brooks has Deion Jordan going to the Lions. That would be a monster, monster pickup if Deion Jordan is there for the Lions. Love that for them. Gil Brandt has offensive tackle Lane Johnson going there. Um, number six, Bucky has D. Milliner going to the Browns. Um, think that's high because he's his, he's dropping already, Mike. His 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 stock is dropping, especially with all the shoulder concerns right now. Uh, Deion Jordan would be going to the Browns for Gil Brandt. Lane Johnson going to the Cardinals at seven, and Chance Warmack going to the Cardinals at seven. Um, I like Chance Warmack, Mike. His uh, draft is definitely starting to pick up. Well, his stock has risen. Uh, there's no doubt about it, particularly in the past ten days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. John Leary over at Sports Blogger Radio, Mike's asking us, do you think the Patriots will draft Manti Teo? Well, I didn't have him in my mock draft for the Patriots. I forget exactly who I had. I'd have to go take a look at it real quick. But uh, actually had him going up, I think, to the Saints, didn't you? I had him going higher than the uh, – right, correct. I had. I think I had him going um, uh, 15th, 16th, somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I, I actually think he's not going to be there at 29 for the Patriots. I think he's uh, – the team you're going to have to look at, Mike, the Vikings, 23rd and 25th picks in the first round. I think Manti Teo is going to if, – if, if he's available with either of those picks, I think he might be going to Minnesota. I could see uh, – I could see – I could see Te- Manti Teo uh, in in uh, in the Minnesota Vikings jersey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. My question to uh, John Leary would be, uh, uh, who, who does he want for his Patriots? Yeah, John Leary in the chat room, man. Let us know who do you want to see the Patriots draft. And if you say Manti Teo, you're going to make me laugh, man. <laughs> uh, let's go back to it now. Uh, number eight, Buffalo Bills. Uh, they both have Jonathan Cooper, uh, uh, offensive guard from North Carolina, going. Um, Number nine, my Jets. Of course, Bucky Brooks has Mingo going and uh, Shara Floyd on the other side, but I think he would be traded for D. Milliner in his draft. Uh, Ten, Titans, Shara Floyd, Starlo Tulele. Eleven, Chargers, Chance Warmack would be a nice pickup for them. Um, he also has, uh, Gil Brandt has Geno Smith going in that trade with your Eagles, Mike. Um, John actually says he wants the Honey Badger. Really? Yeah, he wants the Honey Badger. Oh, boy. Let's go here. Uh, number 12, uh, DJ Fluker going to the Dolphins. Uh, I believe that's Bucky Brooks here. Yeah. Kenny Vaccaro, sh- safety from Texas, would go to in Gil Branch draft. This is this is interesting. This is the first time I've seen this. Uh, Bucky Brooks has tight end of Notre Dame, Tyler Eifert, going to the Jets. Yeah, I haven't seen him in the top 20, I think, on any mock. Uh, draft. They do need a tight end, Mike, and they need a good tight end. So uh, he's he's definitely the best rated one in the draft. It would be very very interesting to see if that would happen. Uh, Mingo going number thirteen to the Jets in the other way. The last two picks would be uh, fourteen and fifteen. Carolina Panthers and Saints going to the Panthers would be defensive tackle Sylvester Williams or wide receiver Tavon Austin. Jarvis Jones going to the Saints. He's not lasting there. He's going to the Jets. If Jarvis Jones is there at 13, he's going to the Jets. The Jets are going to really go after Mingo and, and Jones, Mike. I, I just don't see him lasting that long in the draft, Jarvis Jones. Yeah, there's a lot of Bucky Brooks' uh, picks there that I think he's underestimating, uh, or sometimes in some cases I think he's overestimating. Overestimating, yeah. Yeah, overestimating the the potential placement of some of these guys. Um and, and underestimating others. So, uh, you know, this is, you know, 
like we've said before, this is like trying to pick the NCAA bracket. I mean, let's get it straight. Yeah, although Charlie Cassidy and Josh Norris also had Jarvis Jones going number 15 to the Saints. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I just don't see it uh, for them. Uh, Charlie Cassidy has Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle from Missouri, and uh, Josh Norris had Tavon Austin going to the Jets mm-hmm. at that 13 pick. It's 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 really odd, Mike, because they have so many holes and so many concerns in their roster. They could go either way. They could go safety if Kenny Vaccaro is there. They could go wide receiver if Tavon Austin is there. But I really think they need to stick with defense in that first round if they stay with the ninth and thirteenth picks. Uh you know, there's a lot of thinking on that, though, Jonathan. I mean, uh, there's the second round. There's still going to be uh, a, a lot of wealth. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the in the defensive uh, areas, second and third round, there's still going to be an awful lot. Yeah, but what's Rex Ryan missing, Mike? Since he came to the Jets, it's that outside linebacker. You know, that's true. And if you if you have a chance to get on both sides of your defense with an outside linebacker, I can't see how a Rex Ryan is going to want them to pass up going after a Mingo and a Jarvis Jones if they're both available with their picks. You know what I mean? Right. Just can't see it because those. That's going to be an, 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 a huge part of the Jets' defense starting to be back to where the Jets' defense was three years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and that's being a dominant defense. But, you know what, I think if Jones goes right before that 13 pick, I, you know what, I, I would not be shocked to see them go after a Tavon Austin or, um, or you know what, even a safety Kenny Vaccaro if he's there. You know, after losing Darrell Rivas, man, you're going to need some help in that safety. They lost LaRon Landry. They got DeJuan Landry. But they need that other uh, hole filled. So, would be interesting, Mike. Somehow or another, though, I don't think that the objective of the Jets in picking up the extra draft pick uh, with getting that number thirteen, I don't think that their intention was to go get a wide receiver. No, no, they weren't. But let me ask you this now: If Jarvis Jones is gone and that's who they really wanted in that thirteenth spot, or even a Mingo if he's not there in that thirteenth spot, I mean, I, I, I. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Jets trade down to, let's say, number 28 with Denver for their 28th pick and maybe a second rounder or or, or a Falcons or a 49ers. You know what I mean? Because if there's nobody there that they really want, that they can see them getting themselves in the late round, you know, the late first round, let's say a Bjorn Werner or let's say a quarterback David Amerson from North Carolina or even if they go wide receiver, a Cordarrelle Patterson. Right, right. You know what I mean? And still get that other pick that they desperately wanted from Tampa Bay. Now they got nine picks in the draft, Mike, instead of eight. You know? I could see it happening. You know? It would be real interesting. So You know, at some point you got to start using your picks, not just uh, stacking them up. <laughs> no, but the reason of stacking them up, because you said that, the, you know, the second and third and fourth round, they're going to have some deep, deep defensive talent there. Yes. They need bodies. You know, and they need cheap bodies. That's the thing, you know. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would want to trade up, Mike, maybe even Minnesota at 23 and 25. You know, maybe they would want to move up to that 13th spot. No doubt about it. You know, Indianapolis Colts, maybe they want to get out of that 24th spot and get another defensive upper. They're losing Dwight Freeney. They're going to lose another couple of, you know, mainstays of their team. It's interesting, you know. Well, one of the teams we already know that's been trying to move up has been Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta's been trying to move up, but Atlanta apparently has been wanting to try to get up somewhere into the one through six spot. Yes. Uh, another team, I'm trying to remember who the other team I heard that was trying to move up as well. Atlanta was a big one, uh, and there was one other. I think it was Houston, I think. Uh, might have been, yeah, might have been the Texans. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that was a situation 
where Houston was looking to try to get somewhere in that one through ten spot. Yeah. I tell you. Especially since we heard that Oakland, Philadelphia, and like three or four other teams want to move down. Well, correct. And and that's been a lot of the rumor here in the Philadelphia region. You know, are are the Eagles actually going to make the move and move it down, or are they going to stick with the number four and use it? I, for one, uh, as an analyst, uh, as a sports person, as a journalist, but also as a Philadelphia fan, I want them to stick stick tight, use that number four spot, uh, and, and get the best, very best player on the board. Yeah, I was just going to ask you if they, uh, you know, what they really need to fill some holes as well, just like the Jets do. Uh, you know, why trade down when you can get a, a, a top ranked talent? You know? Absolutely, could Absolutely. be a bust. I mean, who knows? I mean, we've seen a lot of guys go one, two, three, four, and five, and we're complete busts. But that's a chance you have to take when you have so many holes to fill. You know? Well, I, I think that's why if the Eagles decide to use their number four, I think you look for an offensive lineman, not a defensive lineman. Yeah. All right? Uh, because, as as we just pointed out, if they were going to go defensive, they could probably trade down, pick up an extra number two round, and then you're going to be in that area where you're going to be rich in defensive players. Yeah. So if you're going to stick with the number four – that's why I'm expecting them to go after the offensive uh, line or an offensive tackle. Uh, I tell you, man, it's going to be a fun draft, Mike. i got to tell it you this, man. Is. I, mean, I can't wait until Friday for that first round so we can go over oh, everything. Yeah. And... Uh, Friday's going to be a lot of fun right here on Fan Junkies Radio oh, because we're going to be, be, be nitpicking that one apart. Um, got to try to get Brett back on, too, so we can go over our picks. Uh, absolutely. And, and uh, we're going to be analyzing it, I mean, I'm, ter- I'm serious, right from number one on. Yeah. Because nothing tomorrow night is going to surprise me. Absolutely nothing. No. I mean, everybody has been saying, and we just pointed it out, Jonathan, that, well, for the, it seems like, what, the past six weeks, it's been self-ordained. Luke Jokel will be the number one. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing would surprise me tomorrow night no. if Kansas City went and went in a completely different direction. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they even turned around and did, uh, you know, let's say a Deion Jordan. Yep. Or something, you know, it just... Everybody's got Luke Jokel for like a month and a half now at that number one spot. After that, though, there has not been a consistent flow of people picking in that same spot. It's it's all different. I mean, you've had teams that were desperately going after offensive tackles, and all of a sudden, as of late, they're drafting defensive ends. Right. You know, in these mock drafts. So what's going on, and what are these guys hearing that some of these guys are, you know, their their stock is rising up so high that they went from being a number, let's say, nineteen pick. To being a number four pick, right. you know, it's we're gonna have some shockers, Mike. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And, and um, I'm just looking through this one that you just sent over to me, you know, uh, this morning. The only QB I see taken by just about everyone on this mock draft, the only one is Geno Smith. Yeah. Well, we got uh, Josh Norris from uh, Monday picked uh, Ryan Asif going to the Bills. Right, but on this one that you sent over today. Yeah. The one from Bucky. Yeah, well, from well, there's actually four people for yeah, and that third person this. got Ryan Nassim going. Yeah, 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 right. So. And yet, I frankly think, and this is just, it's just my personal opinion, and I've watched all four play. Yeah. I frankly feel that of the lot, I think Ryan Nassim is uh, is the most talented. That's my yeah. personal. And opinion. we spoke about him what about five or six weeks ago, Mike, where I That's said right. I think you know what Ryan Nassim is going to be the one to come out of this draft and uh, be a solid NFL quarterback. But who knows? You know, it's all about who takes him, who's going to be the coach, how are they going to work with him? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, Mike. Oh, so. it is. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, Josh, uh, I stand corrected. Josh Norris on this uh, draft that you sent over 
uh, has Ryan Nassib going number eight to the uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I don't see Geno Smith at all in this draft. Well, Geno Smith, if you recall, uh, was, yeah, number number 11, projected trade to the Eagles. Uh, well, yeah, that's on Gil Brandt. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about Josh Norris. He he definitely replaced uh, Geno Smith with Ryan Nassib, so he's, he's he has our thinking. Correct, correct. We'll definitely see what happens there. I don't even see. Let me see if I can just check this out real quick. Uh, Charlie Cassidy's got no quarterbacks at all going into first round. Right. And I like Charlie Cassidy, man. He 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 really knows how to look these guys over, so that would be interesting. Well, I don't think Bucky Brooks does either. No, no, he doesn't. Uh, let's see, Bucky Brooks, Bucky Brooks. Nope, he doesn't. Interesting stuff. All right, Mike, uh, we'll definitely talk more about that NFL draft on Friday and definitely go over the first round and see what could happen in the second round now with some of the picks that were made in the first round. Yep. Uh, it's going to be real interesting stuff. And then, of course, on Monday, we'll you know we'll definitely go over uh, everything, all, all of the shockers. Uh, you know what, Mike? We'll, we'll, de- you know what, we'll put our list together of some of the most shocking moves of this year's NFL draft, which I think is going to be probably one of the most exciting NFL drafts we've seen in a while. I, I couldn't agree more. Let's uh, talk a little NBA uh, now. Second games for uh, six teams last night in the NBA yeah. playoffs. And uh, let's go with the first team here, and it's my Knicks. Now have a 2-0 lead on the Celtics going into Boston with an 87-71 win over John Leary Celtics. John Leary, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's down. You're yeah. just not right. No, man. I'm not, man. But John knows I love him, man. <laughs> uh, let's look a little bit here. It's you know it's it's the bench and uh, it's some of the starters as well for Boston. Uh, they had 18 points from Paul Pierce, 12 from Garnett. They really missing Rajon Rondo, man. Let me tell you, if they had Rajon Rondo, I think uh, this would be a little little different here, Mike. Carmelo Anthony again though, 34 points. They got 16 from Felton, 19. From J.R. Smith again, man. That's you know what? Let me tell you, it's the bench that has been the difference, Mike. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. Been a big um, difference. Uh, you know, look, both of us, both you and I had, uh, you know, the, had the Knicks winning this series. I forget exactly what I said on the uh, on the uh, number of games. Yeah, I believe it was six games we both had. Okay. Let me see. I got it right here. We got New York both going in six games, Mike. All right. So, um, you know. Modify that, Jonathan? You're going to modify it or you're going to stick with it? No, no, no. I'm actually saying, well, you know what? Right now, if they could get a win in Boston, Mike, I think they could take it in five, but I'm still going to stick with that six. Uh, you know, Knicks always have a tough time playing in Boston. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, second game of the night was Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat, Miami Heat now up. Two games to nothing. Both Mike and I had them going for the sweep. 98 86 win over the Bucks. It wasn't a big, big win, but it was still a win, Mike. I was going to say, the game's a little closer than I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, albeit, I think... We actually Bucks, had the lead in the first half, the Bucks, going into halftime, I believe. Yeah, the, the Bucks, uh, let's see, they were up uh, going into halftime. They were up 43-40... No, it was 43-47, right? 47-40. Yeah, Miami. So they, so they were down by four. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think considering that the Bucks really looked absolutely horrible, I think they actually had to come out and play a little bit better in the second game. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Milwaukee could have taken us, but, of course, big mouth Brandon Jennings, only eight points, 0 for 7 from three-point land. Uh, that was a big dagger in the chest of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Monta Ellis as well, seven points only for him. Bench look good. They got 16 points from Mike Dunleavy, eight from Marquise Daniels. Uh, other guys need to step up, though, especially J.J. Redick, who they uh, really banked on bringing in at that trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Only two points, but only he played eight minutes, so, uh, you know, can't really blame them for that. Right. right. 
Uh, let's go to the other game of the night. The uh, Golden State Warriors, after losing David Lee with a 131-117 win over the Nuggets, Mike. Offensive game. Let My me God, there was no defense in this game whatsoever. No, no. Yeah, not, going oh. out there, you got 248 points scored in this game. Yep, it was a crazy, crazy game. But 30 from, 30 from Curry uh, for the Warriors. Let me tell you, though, man, they started three guards, Golden State Warriors. With David Lee being out, they started three guards, and uh, they put two point guards on the floor. Both Jarrett Jack and Stephen Curry had 26 and 30 points, respectively. Yep. Um, you know what? I think they really couldn't handle the uh, two-guard tandem, but it was the benches again. Uh, you know, that Golden State bench really needs to pick it up. Uh, didn't do much from the bench, but the bench of Denver is what kept them in this game, Mike. 14 points from Anthony Randolph, 19 from Corey Brewer, and 18 from Andre Miller off the bench. Mm-hmm. That was big, big, big for them. Uh, games for tonight, Mike. We have the Rockets versus the Thunder at 7 o'clock tonight. Hawks and Pacers, Lakers, and Spurs. Mike, from uh, from any of these games that you've seen, would you change any of your uh, predictions? On not at this Olympics? point. Yeah, not at this point. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold tight. Uh, I know that I had uh, uh, I had Denver winning that one series. What was my number on, Denver, on Denver? Seven, and I had Golden State in six. Okay, I'm holding with that one. I'm holding with that one. Denver in seven. I'm just gonna stick with that for right now. But all the rest, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them as as they are for for the moment. Same here. Look good. Looking good. Let's go into a little bit of MLB update right now out in the American League East. Boston still on top, uh, 13-7 and record, but Baltimore's right behind them, only one game behind them, Mike. Yeah. Out in the Central, your Kansas City Royals, Mike, the guys we always love to root for. They're at the top of the pack now in the Central, 10-7 and record. Uh, Minnesota's only one game behind. Yep. Out in the West, AL West, Texas now up there, 13-7, and but Oakland still 13-8, and only a half game back, Mike. Like the way Oakland's playing, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, the as, as I pointed out pre-show, uh, the ALS starting to look a little more normal now. Um, I think the Angels are starting to move up a little bit. Um, let's see, they've won one. They're six and four in their last town. Are the Angels? Yeah, they're starting to look a little bit better than they did. Yeah, but I think they started off real slow last year too. So we'll see what happens. They certainly did. Out in the National League East, Atlanta's got a five-game lead over both the Washington Nationals and the Mets, who are in second place, uh, 15-5 record last night. The Upton brothers went back-to-back home runs, Mike, probably the first time I think that's ever happened. Uh, could be wrong, but tried to look it up today, and I didn't get any good stats on that, so I think that was the first time brothers went back-to-back in a Major League Baseball game. Yeah, My guess is that is the first time as well, Jonathan, simply because it seemed to make every sports blog that I was looking at this morning. Yeah. Uh, but take a look at Washington. Washington, they're three and seven in their last ten. Who'd have thunk it? Yep. Who would have thunk it? They got the same uh, last ten record as the Miami Marlins, Mike. Yep. Interesting stuff there. Uh, out in the NL Central, St. Louis has a half game lead over both Milwaukee and Cincinnati, twelve and eight. I still say Cincinnati takes the NL Central by the end of the year. Well, take a uh, look at the uh, Central for a moment, Jonathan. This is without a doubt the most competitive division. In baseball right now, St. Well, Louis twelve and eight, Milwaukee eleven and eight, Cincinnati twelve and nine, and look at there—you got Pittsburgh at eleven and nine as well. But you know what? Not even that. Look at Milwaukee's record: nine and one in their last ten with a nine-game win streak. Mike, correct. I correct. mean, who would have thunk that? And they Cincinnati, run, run away from Cincinnati seven and three in their last ten, and we're going to talk about Cincinnati's pitching in a couple of moments. Absolutely. Uh, also, out in the NL West, Colorado's got the half-game lead over the Giants. 13-7 and seven record, 7-3 seven and three in their last 10. Good going for them. Let's talk a little bit about 
the Cincinnati Reds pitchers, uh, the, the actually the Reds pitchers have cost a local Cincinnati pizzeria chain <laughs> over $100,000 in pizza, Mike. My goodness. Uh, I found this this morning. I'm, I'm reading it. I'm going, holy smokes, they're going to put the, – the, the Reds pitchers are going to put this pizza place out of business this year if this keeps up. It, it looks like it. Uh, but then again, tax write-off, they'll be fine. Uh, um I think it's just for the publicity right now. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people are going to be walking into La Rosa's Pizzeria in Cincinnati now because of this. So, they, yeah, apparently, uh, let's let, and we'll just fill our fill the audience yeah. in on this. Apparently, the deal is that for every game that the Reds pitchers get at least strike out at least eleven batters in, in a game, right? La Rosa's Pizzeria will give away. A free pizza, not a slice. They give away the whole darn thing. Uh, it's an it's an eight inch pizza with any four toppings. Now, generally, this particular pizza comes at a value of about six dollars and seventy nine cents. Uh, the pizzeria was expecting anywhere from eleven to thirteen giveaways in the entire season, and so far, uh, how many have they had? Uh, seven games so far. Seven. Okay. Seven games with 11 Ks or more. Uh, last year they had 13. Uh, excuse me, was it 13? Yeah, last year, da, 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 yeah, uh, 13 games total that they had a free pizza giveaway. They figured based on their calculations that they were good for at least 11 to 13 giveaways this year. Right. Already at seven in the first 15 games, Mike. Right. Uh, wow. Let's wow. see. That, that, that's an impressive performance. Yeah, my message to uh, Peter Biscani, who's the uh, executive vice president uh, over at La Rosa's for marketing. Uh, tax write-off, dude. You'll be fine. You're going to bring more people into your restaurant now because of this. Yeah, I I, I hope it's a tax write-off. I, it does not say whether this is a chain. Yeah, it is a chain. It's, okay. It's kind of like a Papa John's, but it's only around the Cincinnati area. So. Okay, so all right. So it's not like this is an independent shop that, oh, my God, $100,000 is really going to break them. No. Okay, well, that's good. Anyhow. I mean, I'm sure uh, it hurts them, but, uh, you know, considering yeah. not a Papa John's and National, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Wow. That, that's uh, very, very impressive. Just did a free slice with two toppings. Too bad I don't have – I don't think I have any Cincinnati Reds pitchers on my fantasy team. Yeah, I don't think anybody uh, – yeah, can, can you say dumbass? <laughs> well, I can tell you that. I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Mike, call that's it for today's show. It was a great one. First, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. As always, without you, we are nothing here at Fan Junkies Radio. Also want to thank uh, Eastern Michigan linebacker and hopefully future NFL player Justin Cudworth for joining us today. Um, Justin, once again, best of luck to you starting tomorrow, and uh, we hope to see your name get picked up by Sunday. Uh, would be a real uh, honor to... Uh, after talking to you, see you uh, become an NFL player and uh, to uh, fulfill your dreams. Would be awesome. Um, as always, fradhousesports.net. Check out our very own Mike McChain and his buddy Sidekick as they do five minutes at the Frat House. It's also replayed here on Frat House Saturdays on Fan Junkies Radio. And as always, fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. It's like a Facebook, but it's specifically for sports fans. Get over there, sign up. It's 100% free to use and, a, and just so much fun. And by doing that, you're showing your support for us. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. 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 But as also, Sports Blogger Radio will be back on Thursday tomorrow. Oh, we're just about done here. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Sports Blogger Radio will be back tomorrow. Um, 
we will definitely post that time on our Twitter account at FanJunkiesNet. So join us for tomorrow for Sports Blogger Radio and also for Friday for our um, NFL Draft wrap-up as we go over the first round. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in on Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So for Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Thank you once again for tuning in to Fan Junkies Radio. We'll see you all tomorrow for Sports Blogger Radio. Enjoy the draft. <laughs>